The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Hi. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank all of you for listening with us today. I'm very glad that you're here, and I want to thank you also for liking our Spirit of Recovery Facebook page, for sharing our uh, posts there, and for letting me know by email how you're doing in your spirituality and recovery walk. Thank you for listening, and thank you for participating. Also, thank you for letting your friends and the people in your spiritual community and your unity community, your other spiritual communities, your recovery community, know about Spirit of Recovery here, broadcasting on unityonlineradio.org. And I'm very glad to hear from you that our guests are touching your heart. Every week we do talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down to earth, knowledgeable and innovative, people who are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people and a lot of times all of the above. And the guests that uh, I have here on Spirit of Recovery are always bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can listen live via your smart device or your computer. You can also go to Stitcher.com and download their app. Also, if you have a uh, an Alexa-enabled device, you can ask Alexa to play Unity Online Radio. Also, you can listen on demand. We've got um, lots of great archived programs. You can listen to those podcasts anytime you want. Go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash spirit of recovery. And also, I forgot, you can listen via iTunes. So there's lots of ways that you can listen to Spirit of Recovery live and also as the uh, recorded podcast. I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place so that if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of somebody that has the disease of addiction, uh, you're welcome here. We're very glad that you're here. And I always want you to know that family members uh, can have their own recovery as well. In fact, we're going to be talking about that today. My guest is a family member in recovery as I am myself. So I always want to make sure that family members know that we have have uh, a program for us. And so whoever you are, whether uh, you have the disease of addiction, whether you're the family member or friend of someone that's got the disease of addiction, whether or not you're in recovery or not, or maybe you're just curious about what recovery is all about, you are welcome here. I'm very, very glad that you're here with us at Spirit of Recovery, and um, you're welcome to uh, put in a comment or a question for my guests if you would like to do that. I want you to also know that if you uh, would like to support financially UnityOnlineRadio.org, which is a nonprofit endeavor, if you like Spirit of Recovery or the other wonderful programs on Unity Online Radio, you can do that. You can give a one-time or an ongoing financial donation. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone, and you can financially support this nonprofit radio station. Again, I want you uh, to know that everybody's welcome here, and um, my name is Anna Schaus. I'm your Spirit of Recovery host, 
I'm a unity minister and also an addictions counselor, and I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction, and 35 years ago, those relationships were a catalyst that got me started on an active uh, spiritual path, a personal growth and spiritual development, and my walk continues to be uh, a spiritual walk, an integration of unity principles, recovery principles, and that transforms my life, and I am grateful um, that I was led uh, into uh, the process of recovery and the recovery principles, and um, I'm uh, just delighted to have the opportunity to share wonderful guests and to share great uh, experience, strength, and hope with you via the guests that come on Spirit of Recovery. And today, our topic is KISS, Keep It Simple, Sweetie, and my guest is Peggy Kay. Um, simplicity is the key to serenity. You know, when life gets complicated, what we can do is take a breath, let go, and let order into our day. And without the frenzy, what we find is that we'll have plenty of power to create a fulfilling day. My guest, as I said, is Peggy Kay. She is a family member who was affected by the disease of addiction, and she's in her own long-term recovery as a family member, and she's been in recovery, I believe, over 40 years, and uh, she can clarify that for us here in just a minute. Um, Peggy's also a unity minister, and she's committed to her own spiritual growth and to facilitating the spiritual growth of other people. And so today, she's going to be sharing with us from her rich experience, both personally and um, her own spiritual path, her recovery path, and her um, work in ministry, what it means to keep it simple, sweetie. So, Peggy, welcome to Spirit Thank of Recovery. You. Yeah, good. And Peggy's been my, Peggy was one of my first guests, like back in 2010. I can't believe that. It's a long time. We've been on the air a long time. Time flies, doesn't it? It does. So thank you for coming back and 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 being with us today. Um, uh, and that was a great program. That, in case you want to listen to it, it was on October 26th, 2010. So you can go back, um, listeners, if you'd like to hear that program um, and hear what Peggy shared then. So um, what is, tell us a little bit about what uh, serenity means to you. How would you say what it is? Uh, serenity to me is that feeling that... Uh, that no matter what's going on on the outside or on the surface, that that within uh, deep within me, in the core of my being, I know that um, it's okay and I'm okay. Um, that that's really important. Um, often with serenity, you hear the idea of of the duck or the swan on the lake, and and everything looks so nice and placid, but underneath the paddling paddling to beat the band with those little with those little legs to to stay afloat in that way and so for me uh, the the idea of being in serenity isn't it's not passive at all it's it's an active way of being it is a way of uh, just doing what needs to be done and letting go and going with the flow mm-hmm so I think all of us would acknowledge that it can be challenging to be serene, whether it's events happening in our own personal life or it seems like events, of course, are always happening in the broader world. Um, so as you say, it, serenity is an active process. So how do, you, how do you get it going, you know, especially when things are seeming like, oh my goodness, you know, in the outer world, personally, or in the broader life. How do you start to activate that serenity? Uh, for me, it is remembering to place place God first. Um, uh, go go back into that prayerful mode, remembering that that um, that my brain can take off in all sorts of directions until I center it back. And so I center that back by putting God first and and remembering to um, uh, what Jesus had said is you know put God first and and um, all the things that you want that you need will follow and that is because when we go to that place where where we connect to a single a single thought 
then it, it brings us into a place of clarity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, um, sometimes it's maybe a, for anybody really, but sometimes especially maybe for family members in recovery, it's easy to get off into the what ifs. Yeah. And t- talk about that. How does that work and what can you do about it? Okay. So, so what we know with, with our what ifs is that if, when we're in a scenario that um, makes us feel fearful, makes us feel angry, makes us feel not in control, then in order to try to bring some control into our, our lives, uh, what we will do is go to that what if. And, and for me, when I get in that place, I start planning scenarios. I have my um, A, Bs, and Cs. So if this happens, then I'll do this, and if that happens, I'll do that. And so I'm in a place of reactivity rather than responding to what goes on. When, I, when I'm in that place, I'm out of control even more so. It just kind of spirals for me. Mm-hmm. So taking a step back and remembering to to think to to engage my thought back from the the future of the what if and to engage my thought into the present moment from past experiences that make me angry and fearful and out of control then i'm at a point where i can say that prayer and be in that place where i get some clarity so that's work for me is coming coming out of that. And sometimes it's what I love about, about Al-Anon is the, the um, we call them platitudes when we first heard them, uh, those, those sayings like keep it simple, sweetie, like um, one day at a time, like first things first. Um, if I hear them enough and I use them enough, then when I get in that point and I start to observe me going into that spiral, I can grab hold of one of those, let go and let God, and bring myself back into the present moment thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it is true. It's like sometimes, as you say, people uh, early on in a, in a recovery process will think, well, those are pretty, as you say, platitudes, those are pretty bogus. You know, what's that, what's that going to do? But they're powerful statements. They are. They are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're short enough that you can grab hold, on, a hold of them in your thought process. And, and that's, that's what's so powerful for me because when I get out there and start those scenarios going on, those what-if scenarios and those, um, those out-of-control scenarios, I need something abrupt to bring me back. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, a little bit earlier there, Peggy, when, when you were talk, first starting to talk about this, it's like you're saying it's like when I it, – it's like this attempt to be in control of situations actually puts you out of control. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's uh, the more we're, or at least the more that I am out of control, uh, the more I, I want to feel in control. Uh, it's it, the feeling when I'm out of control is like free falling, mm-hmm. like I'm not protected, like like I'm not safe, like someone's out to get me somehow, and uh, and that's an awful place to feel. And uh, use, using things like keep it simple, sweetie. Uh, when I, of course, when I first uh, was in Al-Anon, I would hear often keep it simple, stupid, mm-hmm. because uh, that, that was the way it was put forth. But what we have learned is we already beat ourselves up so much, we don't have to continue to beat ourselves up anymore because we're not, we are worthy. Uh, and that is the recovery, is coming to that place where we realize that we're worthy. And then somewhere along the line, our language changes. And so uh, keep, keep it simple, stupid, just, uh, you know, it, 
something that you you no longer identify with. I no longer identified with. I I never thought I was stupid. I some of my behavior uh, might be lie that, but I myself. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought it was stupid, so why would I beat myself up that way? <laughs> so uh, so uh, keep it simple, sweetie. Uh, and keeping it simple is not you know building scenarios for 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 all the for all the different uh, or or plans for all the different scenarios. Keep it simple is is getting just into that mode of saying, hey, wait, what's going on here, and what is mine to do? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you're talking a little bit there about uh, family members and, mm-hmm. and some of the uh, attitudes that family members can get into. One is putting themselves down, mm-hmm. um, and and recovery is about, oh, shifting and, and not doing that anymore. What are some other uh behaviors or attitudes that family members when they're dealing with the addiction of a loved one or it could be a friend also that's dealing with the addiction of a friend's or dealing with a friend's addiction what are some of the attitudes or behaviors that family members or friends can tend to get into and what's the way out what's the how they get into some better serenity or some more serenity for themselves um Again, and it has to do with a control issue is that uh, family members often um, uh, try to try to tell their loved ones um, what they need to do, or they try to cover up for what their loved ones need to do, or they try to manipulate others into into responding in the ways that they think need to be done. For for instance, um, say that that you don't think that your loved one is um, is uh, employed employed being being employed the way that they should be employed. So you may try to arrange job opportunities for them um, in order to do that, rather than let them have have the self-esteem of arranging their own job opportunities. Uh, so so we get to a place where we're m- manipulating and and it's we call that in, uh, enabling where we're keeping them from wanting to get well. Um, and we're also keeping ourselves in a in a uh, cycle that is not helping us to feel comfortable, to feel to feel Free to feel happy. Um, we are actually in a, a sense of self righteousness. We're really saying, saying about our loved ones, they aren't okay, um, and we're we're trying to make ourselves okay, which isn't really saying, <clears throat> excuse me, that we must not be okay either. Um, oftentimes, it is. Well, what's wrong with me that I I love this individual, mm-hmm. and you know it's nothing's wrong with me. Love is love. You know there there is something to be loved about this individual just because they are, and so you love them. But in the process, we don't love ourselves enough. And so what we need to do is put the focus back on us and love us more. And then we can see see not only are we lovable, but the individual, whether they're still in their addictions or not, is still lovable. Right. So it's sort of like separating the person from the addiction, or how would you put that? Yeah, from, 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 from the addiction, from their behavior uh, based on the addiction. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's like the family member, as you're saying, getting back into to or getting maybe for the very first time to love themselves, and and that's in and what certainly one of the foundations of serenity. How would a family member love themselves? What are some ways that they would do that or get started on that or deepen it? Um, self care. Self care. Often, when when we're so involved in what's going on um, with the craziness and, and addictions being played out, self 
we let self-care go. Uh, we don't. We don't eat right. We don't sleep right. Uh, we don't separate ourselves, detach from in a place in a way that that uh, we take care of our business first. It seems like. Uh, when we're caught in that place, we're taking care of everybody else's business but our own. Mm-hmm. And so just simple things. And it doesn't have to be big things. For me in the beginning, it was to go in the bathroom and lock the door and get in the bathtub and just stay in the bathtub for 10 minutes and relax. Um, it, it's, you know, if you're afraid to pick up the phone because you're afraid that what's on the other line is not good news, don't pick up the phone. Um, just take out 10 minutes a day to, uh, to, to paint your nails or, or go get your hair cut or put on some makeup. Uh, just, you know, if you didn't sleep during the, the, the night, take a nap. Take a 20-minute power nap. There's just so many little things that we can do for ourselves. Um, pat yourself on the back. My, uh, uh, my husband used to say, attaboy, attaboy. Every time you do something right, just give yourself an attaboy for me it would be an girl. So I just, you know, just learn to appreciate when you do something that you feel good about. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like making choices. I think sometimes uh, we don't realize that we can do those things. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty, those are radical acts, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember my first meeting, the topic was choice. And uh, boy, that was powerful for me. You know, it's just, I, I hadn't realized we make choices every moment. We you know, we make the choice to to get involved in things. We get the we make the choice to detach from things. We make the choice to love. We we make the choice on what foods we make. Making choice, I just you know I hadn't thought about it, and that meeting was so powerful. I can remember um, somebody was saying at the meeting that that they were they were going to make the choice um, to to leave the individual they had six children he he wasn't working um and and the lights were being turned off and 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 she just couldn't take it anymore and i thought how could she do that and yet it was her choice and then i thought about the fact that yeah i could make that choice i wasn't choosing to make that choice but i could make that choice and uh, and I was making a choice to stay, and and I had to see it as my choice, as my choice. So it it's just learning learning to get out of coping and start living. And uh, so often when things happen, we just. Uh, even even when we're in recovery, um, I find myself sometimes when things happen, when crises occur, when um, when personalities uh, um, end up in a little bit of conflict, uh, I will start to go to to that place because it was habit for me for so long to 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 get involved and get in the mess and and try to put put the train back on the track, so to speak. And uh, just realizing that, you know, I don't have to do that. I can make the choice to just um, do what is mine to do to be responsible for me and not to be responsible for everybody else involved. Right. And, you know, that takes some, if, I'm thinking back to that, that uh, what you were saying earlier, Peggy, about you know when you feel in, when a family member is feeling out of control, then we try to get in control by projecting or making up all these scenarios or all these plans or whatever. But how it doesn't work is so. There's got to be something that uh, we're relying on that's not our own, you know, attempts to the illusion of control there. So. I think that's spirituality, right? Somehow you yes, got to, you got to, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, talking about simplicity, going back to the basics and the first three steps in the way that you know we we showing them to uh, I, I can't, the higher power can. I think I'll let the higher power do the higher power's work. Mm-hmm. That is spirituality, is to realize that uh, that we are we are created in love and 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 this beautiful energy of love, whatever we call uh, God, spirituality, higher power, um, it is a real energy and power with, within us and around us and through us that when we connect to it in, in, in prayer and in calling it forth, that it, it puts us in a place where we have the guidance that we need to do the next right thing, to make the next right choice for us. Okay. Thank you. We're going to go on break right now, and then when we come back, we'll talk some more about spirituality and what you're talking about there, about prayer and and how we let that in, how that can empower our lives and um, how that all works. And uh, I know you've got an interesting background in your own life with spirituality, so maybe you'll share some of that with us when we come back. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, we are going to take a quick break. Stay with us, listeners. Our topic today is KISS, Keep It Simple, Sweetie. And my guest is Peggy Kay. And uh, Peggy is, is a family member with uh, over 40 years in her own recovery as a family member and a family program and uh, a 12-step program. And she is sharing with us the fruits of that and how we can how we can be serene and how simplicity really is the key to serenity. So stay with us. We'll be right back on Spirit of Recovery. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. There is peace. There is quiet. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. 
That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery, and if you're just joining us, uh, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and our topic today is KISS, Keep It Simple, Sweetie, and my guest is Peggy Kay. Peggy is a a long-term recovering family member. She's been in recovery for over 40 years as a family member, and she's also a unity minister and a person that's very much committed to her own spiritual growth and to supporting and facilitating the spiritual growth of other people. So Peggy's sharing with us today her spiritual insights about serenity and um, how to work that, how to work that process in our lives so that we are serene and it's applicable to Anybody, uh, family member, people uh, recovering from the disease of addiction, or just a general person. All these ideas are certainly uh, relevant for all of us. And uh, she's uh, given us some really good insights and some really good tips. Before I get back to my conversation with Peggy, I invite you to join me for a brief moment of serenity, the Serenity Minute, to share with me a constructive idea in just a few minutes in the quiet So I invite you to relax, to be aware of your breath as it comes in and goes out, and to feel relaxation as it moves from the crown of your head, allowing your body temple to relax through your face, through your neck and shoulders and arms and hands, and feel relaxation as it moves through the trunk of your body, through your legs and feet, and allow your heart to open, your mind to open, and share with me this constructive thought. I let go and let my higher power fill me with order and peace. I let go and let my higher power fill me with order and peace. And now we take a moment in the quiet. friends for joining me in this serenity minute and i trust that that was an opportunity for you to relax to let go and feel that serenity that always is with you and now i'm back to my conversation with my guest peggy k and we're talking about kiss keep it simple sweetie so um peggy before the break there you were sharing with us some ideas about spirituality and how that really can be the foundation that that we turn to instead of turning to the frenzy and our projected ideas of all the stuff that's going to happen or the all the what ifs so um spirituality is really an important topic in recovery and uh people can come to it from all kind of directions and some people it's easy for them some people have had uh, difficult experiences or maybe not much experience at all and thinking about what spirituality is we get you know sometimes uh different ideas about religion and spirituality it can be quite a, a mixed bag and and sometimes it can be a barrier for people so would you share with us a little bit about um your own particular background and how you came to develop a spirituality that is really so powerful in your life and i know you help other people through that as well so welcome back to spirit of recovery 
And um, I'm very glad that you're here. We had a few little technical glitches here, but we're back. So um, my guest, uh, Peggy, before the break, she was talking with us about some spiritual ideas and spiritual principles and um, why that is such an important foundation in recovery. And we know that people can have a lot of different reactions to the concept of spirituality or to needing to develop that in some way as part of recovery. So, Peggy, would you share with us a little bit about your uh, own background with religion and spirituality and how you came to develop a, a spirituality that's very powerful and that works for you and in your life and also that I know you share with other people? Uh, certainly. Um I came from a family where my mother was Jewish and my father was Catholic, and neither one of them had had very good um, experiences with their religious backgrounds. And as we were growing up, they told us children that they wanted us to know God, but they wanted us to know God in a way that worked for us. And so we really weren't exposed very strongly either direction. And we were actually taken to the corner church, which was um, was a Methodist church. So uh, my first experience with uh, learning a little bit about who God might be was in that respect. I think always I knew that there was a, a God, and I knew that, that there was a God watching over me, but I didn't know how. But I did have experiences where I felt like like God wasn't there for me. You know, who moved? Well, it was me who moved. But I didn't know that because I was young. And actually, the intervention of marrying an alcoholic was what got me to really to begin to understand the power of spirituality. Uh, when I first came into the program, I would hear God as I understood him. And I thought, well, what does that mean? And I thought, well, uh, people would talk about as any concept you want to choose. If you want to choose God as your best friend, uh, and how would your best friend treat you? And so that's how I started on on my way of of looking at God from a concept of a God who was personal to me rather than just a God out there that that took care of the world but kind of forgot that I was part of it. Right. And in the process, um, I just, I, I learned to um, follow the steps of the 11th step of prayer and meditation and, and to to try to spend some time quieting down and asking questions and listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, in listening, I would start to to actually hear, actually hear guidance, actually feel comfortable in knowing that there were other ways that I had not been looking at things, and I would start testing them out. And uh, it was so freeing for me, so freeing. Could you share with us some uh, example of a time when you did decide to trust your higher power instead of relying on your old uh, methods? Sure. Um, Trust, tr- trust has actually brought me, uh, my, my faith is very strong. My faith is very strong. I think for me, when it was, when I came into the program, I kind of had a double whammy. I, you know, my husband at the time went into um, the emergency room. He had tried to commit uh, suicide. And that's when I first knew that I had active alcoholism in, in my family at that time. And my brother um, was shot in in um, gunshot wound, which actually killed him in Las Vegas at the time. So those two things happened within a period of two weeks. Wow. Um, and it just really rocked my world. So when I, I got into the program, I just really was open. I was in a, a place where I was really hurting, and I was really open to start hearing things and to start trusting. And um, I, I just, I knew in so many ways that um, 
that there was divine order that was starting to play play in my life, and I just didn't know how. At the time, my first husband and I were in the process of adopting a little girl. She was three months old when we got her. And I was in a place where I was really feeling um, almost out of integrity with going through the adoption because I knew things weren't right in our family. And um, since then, talk about trusting. I, I just, I, I got the feeling I still needed to go ahead with it. And, you know, and, and, and I, we did go ahead with it. And, and then the act of alcoholism just really played out and we ended up getting divorced. But, um, you know, afterwards, I just knew, I just knew that my daughter was meant to be with me. And, and, and that even coming into the alcoholic situation was okay and she would be fine. And she is, she's a, a wonderful young woman today and we're very close. Um, so that was one of the places I trusted. I trusted when, um, when I decided that it was time to leave. Um, things were getting violent at, at, in the house and I just knew that staying wasn't going to be any better. And so, so I did what I needed to do to take care of myself, and that was that was part of it. Um, there are so many times. I mean, I, it's hard for me to even um, begin to say how many times I've trusted. Um, I've I've changed jobs. I I moved from one career to another because I'd outgrown the career I was in. Um, I trusted that money would be available for me to make the changes, and it was. Um, I trusted, uh, I trusted when I, when I decided that I had heard a call to, to go into ministry and I'm going, really? <laughs> I can, re- I can remember when I heard my call and I came back home and I, and I told my husband, I said, you know, I think I've got this call to ministry. And I thought he was just going to laugh in my face. And he said, go for it. And I'm going, where's the money coming from? And he said, you know, you always told me that uh, if if it was in order, if it was divine order, if it was something that was to be in your life that God wanted you to do, that everything would be taken care of. And indeed it was. You know, just all sorts of ways that money showed up for us, all sorts of ways. And um, there's just so many times in my life that I have seen God at work. Mm-hmm. It, even after even after my husband died a few years ago, um, and I thought, now what what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Uh, what what what's the next step? You know, I heard deep within me. I always wanted to travel, um, and again, I didn't have money at the time, and uh, I just heard within me, sell the house and go travel. And I could, I did. I sold the house. Um, I got in the car and I spent 10 months on the road and it was amazing, absolutely amazing. And uh, uh, there's so much more when we let go and let God. And and the way to do that is just to listen within and, and take the next step. Take the next step. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. Like you said, you've, you, you have to listen deeply, don't you? If you go by kind of appearances, probably nobody would ever do anything, I'm guessing. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all just say rooted to the spot, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But you've had such a rich life and still, I mean, there's so much, so much more because you've yeah, been willing yeah. to listen and, and yeah. act on that. What gives you the courage to do that, Peggy? How do, how do um, you have the guts to do it? Well, you say you have a strong faith. Tell us about that. How do you develop that? When, when I first made the, the real decision to, it, it, it's looking for the signs. When I first made the real decision to, to, to leave my first husband, we were at the place where he, he was choking me. He was, he was, you know, he was, he was drunk. He didn't know what he was doing. I'm sure he was in the blackout, but he was choking me. And I can remember at that point in time, I'm, I'm, I'm going, God, is this it? You know, um, um, God, I don't, I don't have, I don't have the wherewithal to break this choke. 
um, um, you know, um, help me, help me. It's a simple prayer. It always works. When we, when we move out of the way and we say, God, help me, we are empowering that, that strength within us, that courage within us. And we're allowing spirit to move. I remember um, uh, there there was a time when when my daughter at the time when she was you know about twelve months eighteen months I don't remember now it's been a few years but um, uh, he had grabbed her out of my arms and I thought oh my god what I found was a tug of war going on I thought oh my god we're going to rip this child apart and I thought I can't do that so I I let her go and I ran across the street and um and we called the police from across the street you know I just trusted everything would be okay and it was police came he ended up giving up the child and and she ended up back with me Mm -hmm. um but each step along my journey when you when you grow in strength you can look back you know, we talk about we talk about being prayed up, um, and I talked a little bit about the you know eleven the eleven step in prayer and meditation. Uh, I work a program of putting God first. When I first wake up in the morning, I spend time with my coffee and my God, and I read. I read to center myself, and then I meditate, and then I journal, um, and and then I get into my day before my mind gets squirrely with all the other stuff. Now that became a habit after time. You know, at first I started with read the book with my coffee, and then I added to it read two books with your coffee. Then I added to it pray. Then I added to it pray, and journal. So each step builds upon itself, and each step builds a little bit more serenity into, into my space. The other thing that, that I do is I pray with others. I talk with others about what's going on with me. You know, when, when I was in early recovery and before recovery, I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't want people to know what was going on in my life. I was scared they wouldn't like me. I was scared I would be rejected. And now when I talk to people, what I get is that sense that we all in it together and we've all done it. Mm-hmm. And it helps bring me back to the place with, so how bad is it anyway? You know, I'm really okay. And in doing that, it helps me to go back to that center, go back to that present moment, and and get a better perspective on, on what my thinking has been so that my behavior can then become in line with my thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like a both a... a getting in tune with your relationship with your higher power as you're saying with the journaling and the prayer and the reading mm-hmm. and then also making that bridge we we do as you say we need other people and we have to realize you know that none of us is really all that unique we're <laughs> as you say, we, we've all done it yeah 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 that's for sure yeah yeah, yeah. well you know too peggy that um uh Spiritually, we have a uh, spiritual power, and I was just and I was just thinking about we call one word that some of us call God is higher power. I thought, how about yeah. that power? So, yeah. doing your spiritual practice brings power, and also yeah. I know that you like to think about order. And I I was laughing, yeah. you know, with you during the break and saying, you know, power and order. That's the, the what all family members crave. What we're always trying to get to happen. <laughs> We, we often try it in these ways that don't work. But how does how does spirituality bring power and order into your life and, and really influence the surroundings in kind of this paradoxical way? So how does that happen? Yeah. 
You know, they they say that that courage is fear that says prayers, and for me that that's where the power comes in. When when I'm at that place where I don't think I can, I I think okay, well I I can't on my own. Perhaps I can't, but when I think that I've got all this amazing God energy power with me that can, that I allow it. So I step out and that, that act as if, act as if God is, is there doing it for me because God is. God in me is doing it for me. So it brings me out of my little girl pants into my big girl pants, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's a it's 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 not a power like a force, like uh, but it's a power like a strength, like an inner strength that um, that is just there to help you take that next step, do that next thing. I remember um, when I was driving over the uh, the mountains in, in the west. Uh, I have a little bit of vertigo and. And I had some real concern about driving the mountains. So I didn't think about the mountains till I got there. That was one thing. I kept it in the present wherever I was. There was so much to see, it didn't matter. Um, and then when I got there, um, there was also so much to see. But uh, when I would start to get in those places uh, of feeling really uncomfortable driving on those roads without guardrails and trees on the side, and looking out and wanting to see the beauty, I would find myself singing. I would find myself as I sang, um, and 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 talking with my higher power, becoming more centered and and more able to know that I could look out and not fall off the side of the mountain. Um, and uh, and and that's that that power it's also that power being able to to keep your mouth shut when you really want to say something that that might be hurtful and harmful um and it's also that power that that allows you to 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 be so much more to be the love when you don't feel loving to 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 be uh, to be somebody that somebody else can come to to express their needs and and be there and just listen until they can find that strength within themselves. Absolutely. So it's just really tuning into that power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, our time's just about um, to a close here, but share with us any final words of wisdom that you have about serenity and all that opening up to your higher power and keeping that order in our day and our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, my final word again would be, you know, put God first. Just, uh, and, and if you don't feel God, just talk to the air. The air will listen. God, God, God listens whether we think that God's listening or not, because God's listening shows up in in the guidance that we get, in the serenity that we get, in the composure that we get, in the confidence that we get, and the and in the way that we find ourselves serene. All right, I love that. God's listening whether you know it or not, huh? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's good. Well, I want to thank you, Peggy, for being my guest today and for sharing with us about Keep It Simple, Sweetie. And thank you for your life and all that you live and all that you give. I appreciate you. Thank you, and I appreciate you. Thanks. And listeners, I appreciate you. Thanks for being with us today. And I uh, know that you uh, felt your heart and mind touched by all that uh, Peggy shared today. And have a truly blessed week and uh, feel that serenity that is truly yours. Uh, Be blessed, and we'll be back next week on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time 
for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Kintsugi is an ancient Japanese art form of fusing broken pottery pieces together by filling the cracks with gold. The resulting piece is not only restored and visually stunning, it also takes on a new life. Whatever has happened in the past, however broken we may feel, we can be whole again by filling our lives with the transformative power of God. Our experiences make us unique. The presence of God makes us whole. As Paul wrote in his letter to the Romans, be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Remember, with God, all things are possible. This Mindful Moment is brought to you by Daily Word magazine. Finding time for the positive reminders in Daily Word is easy with the digital edition, perfect for smartphones and readers on the go. Take advantage of our 30-day free trial to the online magazine, plus a daily email with the Word for the Day and the Daily Word app. To sign up for a free 30-day trial, visit unityonlineradio.org slash dailyword. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Often, people desire prosperity but are not willing to pay the price. What is the price? It is sharing, giving, loving, and caring. Prosperity needs an inflow and an outflow, just as a body of water does if it is to remain fresh and clean. As we create an outflow by giving in love, we experience the inflow of a greater awareness of good in our lives. Perhaps you've been led to believe that for every winner in this game we call life, there must be a loser... The truth is that you rarely lose by giving. In giving freely without thought of return, we set in motion a great momentum of goodness. When we give, everyone is a winner. You have something unique to offer the world, something no one else can give. Whatever your gift, know that it is precious, give it freely, share it in love. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if... 
you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant. Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tollison. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.